0: Hello friend, it's Wendy Valentine, your hostess with the Midlife Mostis, coming at you live from the RV. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. If you are ready to get unstuck, take courageous action and reclaim your life, I am the wild and wise woman for you. Let me tell you, I've been there. I've gone through divorce. I was at a job I definitely didn't love. I've lost some amazing people in my life and I have cried buckets of tears along the way. The great news is that I've made it through to the other side. Oh yeah, my breakdown became my breakthrough. I know your greatest breakthrough is on the other side of saying yes to life. It's time to stop being stuck and stop playing small. It's time to go from surviving to thriving. If you're done living a life that doesn't set your soul on fire, this is the podcast for you. Let's get this midlife party started, shall we? Welcome to the 4th episode of the Midlife Makeover Show. Before we dive into today's show, I want to share my gratitude to all of you guys for your love and support. You have been so awesome. I'm amazed at the kind comments and reviews that I've received on social media and on my podcast. Thank you so much. I wanna read a couple of the reviews to you. This first review is from Angela E. She says, you have been a beautiful source of light in my life. That is so sweet. I love watching your reels, (laughs) so do I, and so excited to listen to more podcasts. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Angela. That was so incredible. This next one comes from Stephanie Gass. Oh my gosh, girl, I could not have done this without you. And Stephanie says, I love Wendy. I love you too. If you're a midlifer, get ready for her bright heart and light to light up your life. Buckle up and go on the ride of your life with Wendy. I love it. Oh my gosh. On that note... Let's all fasten our seatbelts and get ready for a great show with a great guest, Francis Pichet. I just love saying his name, Francis Pichet. I met Francis a few years ago at a seminar. And from the moment I met him, I could tell that this guy was going to go on to do some amazing things for the world. And boy, did he. Francis is known as the Mindset Alchemist. He is an Amazon international best-selling author, keynote speaker, coach, and a Proctor Gallagher Institute consultant of the Thinking Into Results program. Wow. He helps leaders like you master your mind so you can master your life. He loves to help you explore everything in your mind that is limiting you. Like an alchemist, he helps you transmute your state of being into a powerful being that is authentic of the purest source of who you really are. I'm excited to introduce you to Francis. We had a great conversation today about how to become more resilient and how you can apply this wisdom in your own life. Without further ado, Francis Pichet.
1: Francis! Francis! Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, I am so
0: excited. (laughs) All right. So, uh, even though I did do a little bio intro at the beginning, tell everyone a little bit about you.
1: Oh, that's nice. Thank you for doing that. Uh, I'm calling myself the Mindset Alchemist because I really know that. We have sometimes, sometimes limiting beliefs in our mind and that's preventing us to really accomplish what we always want. And so I'm transmuting those negative thinking thoughts and paradigms into good ones. And so we're turning them into gold. And that's what I do.
0: I love it. So limiting belief, what Mm -hmm. is the limiting belief? Tell me more about that.
1: It's limiting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think it's, uh, I, I would say living beliefs are sometimes even something that you don't even realize you have because it's, uh, it's a paradigm. It's a set of behaviors and habits that you've done for all of your life. It's unconscious and it might be coming out of your parents. It might be coming out of the society, which, you know, society has a lot of paradigms. Uh, so I'll give you one example. You know, you go to school and we've been told that the more knowledge that we have is better. But really what creates everything is action. So we read book once and we feel that we know it, but we haven't really necessarily applied. it. And so why I say that is because you could have an MBA, you can have all of these things, but if you don't do anything with it, uh, I don't think that people really have been trained or with the, the proper education to really use the knowledge and, and take it into action. So uh, another example would be we have our grades when we're young. You know, we, we judge ourselves based on a report card. The report card was done maybe two or three weeks ago, and that has nothing to do with your potential. And unfortunately, we can put ourselves on the shelf of "I'm not good enough. I'm a C-type student." But it has nothing to do with your value, and it was just something that happened three weeks ago. Maybe something, and then we identify ourselves. And define ourselves with something that's external instead of creating ourselves every day from the internal.
0: I love that. Alchemist is one of my favorite words. <laughs> and I'm sure you've read the one book. Uh, what is it? Uh, the Alchemist. The Alchemist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, so, and you've written a book.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. part of it is a compilation book. So there's two chapters. I'm in two different books. One is called the uh, Ignite Your Spirit Within. And the other one is Ignite Possibilities. And I love both because possibilities, I believe in unlimited possibilities. And then the spirit is, uh, was taken out of an experience that I had in Peru doing plant medicine. And I, it was a profound, profound experience. And yeah, it was so transformational that I will never forget. And yeah.
0: Now, was that, did you do that, was that right after I met you when you did that? Yeah. Okay, yes. Because I actually did notice a huge difference in you. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so that is so cool because there was something else I was watching the other day. They talked about that. Uh, So tell me about that experience.
1: I mean, it's, uh, you know, yeah, there's so many things that happened since the first time we met. It's uh, This one was... uh, you know, plant medicine is something that I've heard before, but I wasn't not even sure exactly what that meant. And I, I truly believe that I was called to do it. So it all it all started when I was in Croatia doing um, part of an event with Mind Valley. So there's two events that I attended. One was called A Fest, created event for three or four hundred people, entrepreneurs that you know wanted to change the world and all that. It was really amazing. And then the second one was called Mind Valley University. And so it was towards the end of that I was in Croatia, and then this woman was just you know a little bit more woo-woo type, let's say, and she grabbed <laughs> my <like> hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're you're so much more all <laughs> so we're walking and we're just going under a monument, and she said, Oh, let's have an intention, you know let's have an intention for this, and so we just came under, and we stopped, and then I looked at one of the thing under the monument, and you know in that concrete monument there was a, an eagle and a serpent, and i, I, I you know, I always seen eagles with American flags, or not the American flag, but American symbol, and that was my own symbol before I got the visa to be here in the United States. So, but I never really knew what was the serpent coming from. So she said, "Oh, it's, it's you know consciousness and everything." That same night, I had a two-hour conversation with someone that told me about plant medicine, and he told me everything about it. I, it's almost like I had this intense course. Poof, this is it. So I had so many signs that I thought, okay, I think. I think I'm going to do that. And then it kept on going. It was so loud and clear that I needed to do it. And so I felt, okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going to go do it. And then the only thing I didn't know where is, is and then with life, something happened that, you know, I was doing meditation and this, I met a comment to, uh, you know, this woman that had a picture with a Picchu she said, oh, I went there because I did my plant medicine. I thought, okay, so that's probably where I should do it. And then, you know, I did this uh, this experience and the experience was so profound because, you know, you really feel that this is uh, with the uh, integrity of where it's coming from and, you know, in the sacred valley and with some shaman and the priest. And it was also done with doctor and nurse. So in a way that was very safe and secure. And I felt that it could go wild in a sense that if something happens, I know that people will be able to help me. And they really help you to be in your journey and not even think that there's a doctor or a nurse next to you and they they've done it themselves and so I mean I I would be a great I I can talk about that for half an hour an hour but you know in that in that chapter I talk about the most profound profound thing that I've learned and it's not going to pay justice if I if I don't tell the story but essentially it's just to say how life is so precious and I just discovered through a body sensation and a very, and a very powerful body sensation and experience that, you know, our time is, is precious. And yeah. really the question that we have to ask ourselves is what are we going to do with it? Mm-hmm. I know? love so, that.
0: That's actually on my website. What are you going to do with this one wild and precious life? I know.
1: Yeah. And for me, it was an experience of kind of uh, almost breath work. So I was, I guess I'm explaining it, but I was losing my oxygen. And the message was at that time, it, and it was something to the effect of, by the way, I own your breath. You don't. Mm. I get to choose when you have it and when you don't. And then as I heard this kind of a intuition or voice or the divine spirit, whatever it was, and the oxygen of my body was leaving. So I, I thought I started to, <gasps> you know, it's, it's like I would pull your oxygen. And then this cycle started to have an ebb and flow of having the oxygen, losing the oxygen, having the oxygen, losing the oxygen. And I've never done any psychedelics before. So I didn't know if it was something that would happen with the medicine or whatnot. And so it stopped. And then at that point, I thought, is this the the plain medicine? And then the voice that I heard at that time was, I don't think you heard me. I own your breath. You don't. Right. You get to choose. I, you know, I get to choose when you have it and when you don't. And then last time was almost like the oxygen was almost out of my body. And then I had to tap like an MMA fighter and just do. And then she put it back. And then I was so grateful, Wendy, for my life, for my breath. And I, I thought, you know what? Yeah. There's this divine intelligence that pulls all the whole universe and makes us breathe. and, and, grow nature and everything it's definitely more powerful than I am and that I'm not the one that's going to choose it so I I was so grateful so grateful for for my breath and for my life and we don't know when it's going to end and so and right after I was so so grateful about it then the second message was good now that you know it don't waste your breath yeah oh so I thought oh wow so that was just a one little part of the ceremony so I mean I can never forget that you know you feel that you're gonna die out of oxygen and then and then you get it back and then you're saying oh thank you so so much so much for this and you know many times when I do my meditation I remember remember what am I gonna do with my breath today I have and, and you know it's funny because it happened just before the the pandemic and it was all about the lungs and the oxygen and you know and our lives so how do you use your the time that you have in this life
0: so how did you take that epiphany and apply it to what you're doing now
1: I mean I already had something that happened five years or three years before that where I had an exercise from my coach I was very powerful and it was almost similar in the sense of well, first off, and I'm gonna give this gift to people. If they really want to get clarity in their life, this is this is an exercise that you know my coach gave me, and that's an exercise that I ask all of my private clients to do. And sometimes they don't know that it's gonna come. So it's the same way it happened to me, because at that time I wasn't sure. I think I knew what I was wanted to do, and I I got out of a relationship, and I I thought, okay, I moved on. Let's 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 do something, and I'm gonna do you know. Using my strength. And uh and I wasn't too sure. And then my coach said, uh, what about the big dreams? Mm. And I, I said, What do you mean? And at that time I had him as a coach for three, four years. And I, well, I was a little bit frustrated that he's asking me about the big dream now. Like, are you asking about the big dream now? And I just told you that I'm ready to go for a month. I'm gonna do this. And every three days I'm gonna have my chapter done, whatever it was. And and then he stopped me and he said, uh, okay, uh, I will ask you to do something that you're not gonna like. Do you want to do it? What is that question? Like, Do you want to do it? I had no idea what he would ask me. And he said, okay. So I said, yes, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I was a bit frustrated. And, <laughs> and then uh, he said, okay, I want you to do nothing for three days. I thought, what are you, what are you talking about? I just told you that I'm, 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 I'm moved on. I, I, I need to take action. I, I, I want to do this. And I said, you just promised. Okay. And so I said, well, what does that mean? Like doing nothing. I said, "Well, that means nothing." <laughs> so, so he said, "I don't want you to study. I don't want you to read. I don't want you to watch any videos. We're listening to podcasts. So that would only be for three days. <laughs> if we're listening to you, Wendy, and, uh, I know, right? like, and oh. just come back in three days." But yeah. uh, and 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 basically, so I was able to meditate if I wanted to meet my my friends. Mm-hmm. And then he left me with this question just before I left, and he said, "And I want you to think about this." I want you to go five years from now and put that on your agenda and you're going to write this. This is the day that I die. Mm. So what are you going to do in between, Francis? What are you going to do in between? What's the point of this life? Right. Why are you here? You know, I thought, you know, I was was a bit emotional. I'm thinking, I'm remembering about the, the big goal and everything. And I wanted to answer like immediately when he asked me the question, if I had a needle, it would just go... Big goal. and But he said, I don't want the answer. Let's talk in three days. And uh, he also did the exercise. And so imagine, you know, in that three days, you have this question, you know, five years to live. What am I going to do? And you're thinking, and the, the reality is it could be five. It could be 10. It could be five days. It could be five weeks. You have no idea. But let's say, and it could five be, minutes. I, yeah. I want the listeners to really pay attention to this and experience the fact that this could be it. This could right. be only five. Less but the point is is that now you're really asking yourself, if I knew that I had that, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And I thought I would do anything that I could to use my full potential, my gifts. And, and that at that time, I thought, well, I would love to do my, my dream. my dream was to inspire people with. There's stories of resilience and everything. And then it came to me that, well, the, if, I, if I had a big goal, I want to share that mindset, that mindset of never giving up and, and the mindset of bouncing forward, no matter what challenges to have. And that would be my gift to the universe and to the world to, you know, when I leave, at least that's going to be done. And then that's how Resilience Element, my company, was born. Yes, and I'm then on. I had so much clarity because now after that it was incorporation, Boom! The logo came in. The name came in. All of it came after that three-day experience. I love and so it. It's profound. So for people that, and you know, they're going to say, "Well, you know, I have some business. I have this. I have that. I have to answer my email." Honestly, everything could wait because that's your that's your life. And it's and if really you're saying that and something depends on you for three days, you're in prison. That's really what that is. You know, and and I've done and I've done a 10 day silent meditation one time and the phone was in the locker for 10 days. So if some people are able to survive 10 days, you can certainly survive three days. Yeah. You can still use your phone, but it's not about cruising on Facebook, Instagram and doing all of it. It's it's being conscious and you're really doing a digital detox in some ways and just thinking about this important question. Right. Or or you keep surfing and going on the Internet, doing all of it, and then it takes years. Before you really know what you want to do, if you get those years, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah.
0: So tell me, resiliency. What does that mean to you?
1: To me, what it means is uh, is bouncing forward. I'm going to use one of my term of a partner that we have. Her name is Erin uh, Steshkal and she studied resiliency as well. And I have my own formula, but if you summarize it, it's the capacity to bounce forward because we always grow with our challenges. So no matter what happened, there's a lesson and we're better than we we were left off. And so there's a it's turning a breakdown into a breakthrough. And then, you know, of course, there's so many other lessons that I can talk about, but you know, that's the simplified version. And then I also came up with five components that I think would define because the next question is okay so how how do i generate that you know right. how do i generate resilience and right. then you know in my logo the funny thing is that when i was thinking about the name at first i thought resilience factor resilience uh, code and those names were taken for the the domain name and then i yeah. thought well i think it's a It's an element that we have. I think we all have it. It's just a matter of how we're using it. You know, we have muscles, are they depleted or are they used and are we using it daily? And so in searching for resilience element, I realized that if I summarize it with RE as an acronym, what would that mean? And then it meant rhenium in the periodic periodic table. And then I looked at the properties of rhenium and it was the element with the highest boiling point. Of all. Ah, so I thought Yeah. So I thought this is the element. This is the element. So that became my logo. And I would say that resilience is also here's my my new definition is that resilience is freedom, based mm-hmm. on what I just said. Because imagine that you are that element, and you are. That means that no matter what circumstances and challenges and setback and all of the pressure that we have from all angles, society, money, finance, relationship, and everything, it doesn't alter who you are. I love that. You oh, my keep, God. You keep your state.
0: No matter how hot it gets and how boiling, like no matter what, you remain the same. Yeah, it doesn't alter you. It yeah. doesn't
1: alter your divine source. And if you I, another book that came to come to mind is, you know, the search uh, in search of meaning by Frank Victor Frankl, the guy that was in the concentration camp and, you know, was talking about the meaning. So and one thing that you always said is that we have this capacity to always choose and be free no matter what. Because nobody can take your mind away. Nobody can take that away from you. You are the one that chooses how you want to see the situation. So that's, that's, and for him, the way to survive was to find meaning. So even if there were so many bad things that were happening around him, so he was able to maintain his state, his state of being free, even if on the outside you can look at it and he's in prison. But really, resilience is inner freedom. Mm -hmm. And when you have that, that means that you can, your way of being is creating miracles because you're that inside.
0: Yeah. I love that. So, so how does somebody become more resilient?
1: So for me, if I, if I take, if I take a goal, for example, and I say, let's pick anything that you want to accomplish. I believe that these five components are essential. Those five components are, and that's also taken from the periodic table has 75. So it's Mm -hmm. the atomic number. So seven in seven categories of your life. And then you have five components. So the number one is you, you have to have clarity. And I just gave an example, an exercise on how to create clarity. So where do you want to go? And if you don't, then do the exercise of three days doing nothing. You will certainly, and knowing that your time is limited and that your breath is so precious, what would you do? So once you have a clear idea as to where you want to go, that's the first step. The second step is having conviction. So why is that important for you? You know, if you really want to maintain that resilience and you want to continue no matter what, no matter right. how many obstacles, first step is clarity. Second is, do you have enough conviction? Because if you don't have enough reasons as to why it's important, you're going to drop as, as first time you're going to have an obstacle. You're going to say, ah, you know, because it doesn't matter to you. So one of the questions and one of the things that I do in another program that I coach is thinking into results is what do you really, really want and why? Because right. if you know what you want and and it matters so much to you, you'll do anything.
0: I totally agree. I always say if you if you lose your why, you lose your way. You've got to have mm. a good, solid reason. Do oh, so you like good. that? Then I
1: borrow it. <laughs> Steal it. It. Lose why, it. Lose your why.
0: Lose your way. But it's true, because otherwise you're just kind of wandering aimlessly. There's not a deep, like it's not at your core. It's not, you know, in your soul of like I got to do this. And sometimes I feel, for me especially, that sometimes I'll be going after something. Something like, well, okay, what? Well, I don't know. I just for for some reason I have this deep like feeling that I've got to do this, and therefore I'll get it done. Like I find, and the way will just make its way. Yeah. But- Yep. Yeah, I, I love, love that. So
1: that. conviction, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then the third one, which I believe I've learned so much for the last two years is uh, called certainty. Mm. So imagine, I'll give you a, a silly example and then I'll, I'll tell you what I've discovered also over the last couple of years. The example of certainty would be when we were babies and we were trying to walk, did we have any doubt in our mind that we would not walk? You know, we were looking at everything around everyone's walking, so we have the evidence, mm-hmm. and it's external in that way. So really what matters is internal. But for a baby, falling a million hundred times, it didn't it didn't matter. Like that's right. a big number, but <laughs> I love <Yeah>. falling. <laughs> falling, falling Before a thousand baby? times. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't say, Oh, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm just gonna crawl. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not able, I'm not able to walk. I'm just gonna stop. And so imagine if you have this certainty in your mind that it's going to happen it's a, it's a you're committed mm-hmm. you're and that's the fourth component is commitment but the point is is certainty in your mind having faith so now if you take it in a different way do you really believe that the universe or god is benevolent mm. so if the answer is yes which is actually one of the most important questions that einstein said is said and the most important question is to ask yourself do you believe that the universe is friendly and if you do really believe that this is friendly, that means you have that certainty. That means that you know that in the journey, no matter what, you're going to end up being where you're supposed to be and you embrace it. And if there's a, a, an obstacle, it's a learning lesson and you're OK with it. So you keep on going. Right. So that's why certainty is very important and, and, and having this certainty that we're guided, that we will. We're coming from the same source. I really truly believe that. To me, having this belief inside me is helping me to go through so many things because I just know that this is always for my highest good. And then, you know, and then the fourth one is commitment, which commitment can be different things. You can, you can say being in the right environment. Are you, gonna, are you surrounding yourself with the right people so that you keep on doing the activities that matter? And it's also doing something that is small every day. You know, you have a big goal, you break it down and you make sure that you do it. Some, the problem sometimes is that people are going to pay pay attention about how I say it is that their commitment is too big.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's two ways
1: to look at it. So, you know, let's say you go to the the people are starting with a new resolution, which I believe that's more important to have intentions for your year, but let's say, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym five times. This week, and but it's too big. Like you have to break it down. What if you just start with fifteen minutes a day, whatever exercise that is? It could be walking, it could be go to the gym or whatnot. But it's going to be easy to maintain and do it over time. Compound effect is going to make sure that you're going to get to your goal, right? And then, and then commitment. You can see it as being your word. So are you integral to that? And and commitment doesn't mean. What's more important? That's a new distinction I've made lately. Is is not. You will fall on your commitment. That's normal. But the, what matters is honoring your, vo- your word. So that right. means you clean it up. You said you would do something. You didn't do it. Don't feel bad about it. There's no good or bad ab- about that. It's more about, okay, this is a fact of the matter that it, it didn't happen. Okay, what am I doing to recommit to it? I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to keep my word. That's, so imagine when you have this level of commitment and integrity for you and for others and the way of being like that, how you can accomplish so much more things,
0: which I think too strengthens that that uh, resiliency muscle. So yeah, it's like totally okay. Like whoopsie, I fell off. Like okay, I'm not gonna feel guilty about it. Let me get back at it. And then, therefore, the cool thing is you do become more resilient going back at it again.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that's why for me, one of the, I mean, for my partners, the the most important thing is integrity. Mm-hmm. you know, being our word and, uh, and you pay attention. I don't, I think that we're, we're not paying enough attention to the way we talk. And I say that word are creating our world. So you can see it when people would say, uh, you are asked them, Hey, do you want to come to my party? Yeah, I might. I might. What are you talking about? <laughs> you you know, I might. On. It's like non-committal. It's non-committal. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're going to go nowhere. It's either yeah. a yes or a no, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and the way Another thing that I say to people is that you, you either wait or you create. Mm. So, you know, do you want to wait for something or you create? And being committed is that you create. You don't wait. You find just a way. Just jump in. Just leap. Yeah. And so in our language, the way yeah. that we talk is really, truly helping us to keep our commitment because we're losing our power by the way we, we talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, just say, I might or I will try. I will try. No, you, you do it. Mm-hmm. Do it, get a get a result, you'll find out. No yeah. problem. Not bad, not a bad thing. You're not a failure if it if if it didn't happen in the way that you wanted. You just learn something. Yeah.
0: So let's <clears> see. <throat> Wait, let me see if I got uh, clarity.
1: Yeah. Good. Uh conviction? Yeah.
0: Commitment. I missed one. And it was certainty. certainty. Oh, certainty, yes. And then yeah. we got a fifth one.
1: Courage. Oh. Uh, oh, I courage. love that. Yeah, because what it means is that. You can you can know where you where you're going why you're doing it you have this sense of certainty and certainty is also living from the end that's another distinction to it right so you're you're not you're not separated from you and your goal. you are that goal now, so you're living from that and so if you're looking at joel Dispenza's work, he would say it this way right you have, you're living from the end it's almost that you you act as if and you that's, that's how it works. Yes. And then things are starting to come to you. So that certainty, then you have commitment. And the for courage is, is the fact that you might do everything and then you're going to still hit the wall. And when you hit the wall, are you going to stop? Which you can go back to, am I clear about my, my things? I, am I committed? Um, do I have conviction? And it's also, for me, courage is, is being having more self-love towards ourselves mm-hmm. and, and forgiving ourselves for the mistakes that we might have done and then using the science of happiness to raise the vibe. So yeah. it might be to do some gratitude, to, uh, to go in nature, appreciating the moment with awe, uh, right. sending a letter of thank you to someone, raising the vibration, do something that's going to help you to f- make your heart come alive. And mm-hmm. when you do that, you're already in good vibes. And then and it might be to sleep, it might be to recoup, and then you go back again. And you just remember, okay, where am I going? This is my clarity. Okay. Do I have enough conviction? And I I believe that these five components, can you see that if you have that at a high, high level for all of those components, of course, you're going to achieve your goal. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think, uh, acting as if you're stepping into that person that you want to be like, you just go ahead and the action can be is so powerful. I mean our thoughts as you know thoughts become things and who was it that uh, Mike Juliet said thoughts become things and then your words will give you wings. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he said. <laughs> Something like that, but either way, really good. And I always think about that. Even for me to get where I am at right now, like I'm going to step into that person that I want to be now. Not later on, I'm not like wait till everything gets done and then I'll become that person. You become that person now and then I had had a um I had a conversation with this astrologist years ago and he had said because I journal every morning and he said you know the very first thing you should say at the top of your journal is and so it was dot 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 act as if it already happened and you're already putting those thoughts out there the energy out there like yep it already happened and here I am Yeah. yeah you're already like you're starting with the end and then working your way
1: back yeah so the way the way there's so many ways and great books about it you can read things about joel dispenza there's also an author called neville goddard and he talks about awakened imagination and uh, the power of uh, awareness and it's really yeah you're living because there's no separation so when you're a friend of mine told me the first time, he said, instead of looking, if you if you visualize, because we're all thinking in terms of pictures, which is very important to make that distinction, because that's, you know, when you can visually see where you're at and you remember, now you remember your future. Okay. So in that picture, are you seeing yourself as a character? Let's say you picture your house. Do you see your character in the house or do you see your hand grabbing the door, but you don't see your body. You know what I mean? All you see right, is, is, right. Your, is your hand because now you're in it. You're living from it. Yeah. You're not looking at it as a, as a different picture and this character. So now it seems separate. Right. So you're, and, and now who would you be in that? And so yeah. that's why the equation be to have is very important. I've always lived the other way around. I always thought, you know, when I'm going to have this, mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to do that. Right. And then I'll be happy. I'll be fulfilled. I'll be whatever it was, which is the other way around. You've mm-hmm. got to be happy right? Or be confident yes, in order to do things which will lead you to outcome. So you're creating yeah. everything from the inside. But again, like I said from the beginning of our interview, is that unfortunately we're being trained with our senses. It's, it's only I'm going to believe it when I see it, but it's the other way around. Right. I'll see it when I believe it.
0: So you you're a coach. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about coaching, the importance of it, why, which I'm a coach myself. So I know like it is so important. But you tell me uh, what would be the reason why someone would need to have a coach and what what it will do for them.
1: You know, it's funny. I, I don't think I've ever said that before, but uh, nobody needs a coach. hmm. Yeah. it's not about fixing something that's wrong with anyone it's about giving more power and so for me I think that the reason why it was so important is I wanted to get I knew that some people have done it before and I knew that I was stuck and I, I couldn't see I couldn't see how I could get unstuck so I needed to have a conversation with someone that would see my blind spots mm-hmm. that would see my own limiting beliefs and I think that's why it's so crucial because we're helped. We're helping people to ask questions so that they can find out what's limiting them, what's holding them back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I believe that, you know, you can either take a lot of time to figure that out all by yourself or you have this accelerator of someone that truly cares about you and, and helps you to succeed. You have somebody, uh, your, your quarterback, right, right yeah. with you, asking yeah. you questions and let's go. And there's many ways to do it. You can do it privately or sometimes you have group coaching programs that are very powerful.
0: Mhm. Little cheerleader. Yeah. So what what is your um what is the main your specialty then in regards to that with the coaching?
1: I mean, I my specialty to me is like I said it's the mindset alchemy. I, I think it's yeah. just the the way that I've been through a lot of things myself, you know, and talking about either in relationships, you know, uh, 24 years old three months before the wedding it's being canceled and all of a sudden it's your whole world crumbles you know everything that you expected is out that's why i related so much to the alchemist because you know the the start of the book is that is that he he decides to go for his legend his dream and then you know first week or second week that he's in his dream boom everything's stolen he has to start all over again that's how i felt um or in terms of finances you know uh, struggle finance on that, or losing a job being demoted and name it. I mean, there's a lot of things that I went through and now I'm so grateful and thankful because I know that I can help a lot of people when they have that sense of loss or not knowing exactly what to do, where to go. And I also know that I had to work so much on my self-love because, you know, I, my self-esteem was, I was a bully to myself. I hated myself. And and then after that, it was the forgiveness. So the first part was to love myself. And the second part was to forgive myself. So it's almost like I would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I love myself. But, oh, but I, I hate that I made that decision, you know, <laughs> or that this thing happened. And then you forgive, you, you forgive, you embrace really everything. And that's yeah, I always you- say
0: that we're like our mind is so powerful, as you know, and it's like we'll either be our greatest cheerleader or our greatest critic. And we have, we were the ones that we have that choice. And sometimes like, if, well, you are talking about the three days and just when you become more silent and, you know, you quiet and you start to hear that voice, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so mean to myself, you know, like, oh my gosh, I've got to change that. And then you realize how powerful that voice is one or the other. And then you, okay, well, which was it going to be? Am I going to decide with the cheerleader or the critic?
1: you know? <laughs> that, so yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. love to have a, a visual of you as a cheerleader for all of you. <laughs> You'd be so fueled <laughs> up. Oh my God.
0: You're in when? a big fight all the time, you know? <laughs> so, so tell us where we can find you.
1: Well, the website is com, and then we can definitely have a conversation. I mean, what I'm super excited is that I, I got a, if I use the word download, of a, of a very big business idea that now I'm in flow and I'm creating it. And then I love what I do with coaching. And so I thought, you know what? For me, I believe that you can do anything and you can create miracles. So I, I thought, I'm just going to, I'm going to just give, I'm going to create something phenomenal and I'm going to give a, this, a special discount for the month of March and I'm going to create like crazy. And so what the program is all about is, is really about what do the people really want? And I'll show them how to get it. And it's all based on the Bob Proctor, our famous Bob Proctor that passed away not too long ago. And and his program was based on Think and Grow Rich. And his mentor was Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale's mentor was uh, Napoleon Hill, who was commissioned by Andrew Carnegie at the time to explore what are the successful people doing? 500 people, and they came with some principles. So the whole program is based on that, and it's based on thinking. And because the majority of people know what to do, but yet they're not doing it. So what's in the way is the paradigm. And you work at it through the whole program for six months. And wow. uh, you have me as a facilitator and mentor through that. So there's weekly calls and, you know, they read. And it's really based on repetition because it takes time sometimes almost like a jackhammer to yeah. change a belief. You're like, oh, my God. And, and, and then you just keep doing it. You keep going to the gym, the mental gym. And then you eventually succeed and you're you're free. So I promise and I guarantee that the more time that they spend in this program, they can create what we call quantum results or exponential results because I firmly believe that we don't need to struggle in order to change things. I mean, you can use your imagination, you can use your perception, you can use your will, and just that alone with these mental faculties change your situation like that. And that, I mean, the imagination, the intuition is what got me to to this thing. And in a matter of almost like a month, now I'm having discussions with some investors. One of them apparently was initial investor in Facebook. So it starts to happen, but it's all with the mind. So you got to believe, believe that you're worth it. And you are, and we all have this divine power that's coming from the source. And so why should we limit ourselves and believe that we can do anything?
0: Becoming your own alchemist, realizing, yeah. yeah. Realizing the power that we have, which is incredible.
1: Yeah, and we'll give them a, a special code with your name. Yes. Obviously, you're the, the queen of the manifestation. <laughs> so it's with, with the name Wendy, they can, uh, they can apply. Yes. We have usually a conversation uh, about where they want to go. And then, you know, the, the most common objections, which is absolutely normal, is time and then is money. But yeah. here's the thing time you create it. If you really, really, if it really matters to you to change your life, You'll wake up an hour earlier and you'll do the work. That's all that's required—an hour a day, because it matters. I mean, right. how and having more abundance is helping our community, our friends, and us to have more impact in this world. And then money—the the, the the thing about money is that if we if we're saying that money is a problem, that means that we haven't really truly understood how to not have this problem anymore. And right. the second thing is. If you really want it, you'll find the way. Right. You know, one of the examples that I give is, you know, let's say one of your loved one has to go to the hospital and get a surgery tomorrow. And they say, you got to find 50,000. Otherwise, you know, this person can die. Would you find the way? Mm -hmm. You would. You would just come up with all of these ideas. So So the point is, is that it's never true. And one of my friend, a mental coach as well, said, I realize that it's never true to say I cannot afford it. You might not have the money in the bank account, but to say that you cannot afford it is saying that you're not resourceful enough to find the way, which is not, right. which is a lie. And you, going you know, back
0: to like what you were saying before, when your why is strong enough.
1: Exactly. So now, you know, That's if you way. really, if you know yeah. your life is going to change and that you'll never have to ask for any money after that, because you know how to work in your mind to manifest and and, and create this outcome that you always wanted, right? then- yeah, everything's done. I know. I love it. You're
0: so awesome. You're hired.
1: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you
0: <touch> me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. And I'm going to leave all the show notes below for everyone. Awesome. So that way they can find you. And uh, I wish you all the best.
1: Thank you so much, Wendy. I love to watch you doing these, that journey on Instagram. I love it. You're one of the most creative and fun, loving and exciting to see. So thank you.
0: I love you so much. Bye. Wow, what a great interview. Thank you so much, Francis. So here are the nuggets of midlife wisdom from today's show. Number one, knowledge is great, but it's the action we take that really matters. Number two, life is precious. We have this divine intelligence that gives us breath, and we don't know when that breath will end. So what will you do with your one wild breath? precious life. Number three, resiliency means the capacity to bounce forward. If we choose, we can grow with our challenges. So no matter what happens, there is a lesson to be learned. It's turning a breakdown into a breakthrough. Number four, how do we generate and strengthen resiliency in our lives? Clarity, conviction, certainty, commitment, and courage. I love that. Number five, resiliency equals freedom. Number six, lose your why and you will lose your way. Number seven, you either wait or you create. I love that too. Number eight, you are not separated from you and your goal. You are your goal. Step into that person that you want to be now. Act as if. Number 9. Having a coach is like having your own quarterback to lead you towards your goals. A coach helps you to realize what is holding you back. Thank you so much Francis. Your wisdom is greatly appreciated. Also, please check the show notes below for a very generous gift from Francis. He is giving my listeners, oh my gosh, hold the phone, $1000 off his coaching program. Holy moly. Thank you so much, Francis. You can even get a complimentary, I've never been able to say that word right, complimentary consultation by going to his website at francispiche.com. If you'd like to see this interview on video, because you wanted to see how cool Francis and I look, (laughs) please subscribe to the Midlife Makeover YouTube channel. And when you're ready to jumpstart your midlife makeover, please check out the Midlife Makeover Method online course on my website at windyvalentine.com. Thank you guys. As always, be bold, be free be you love you did this podcast inspire you challenge you trigger you to make a change or make you spit out your coffee laughing good then there are a few ways you can thank me number one you can leave a written review of this podcast on apple itunes number two you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it onto social media and tag me wendy valentine Number three, share it with another midlifer who needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Okay, friend, I am so grateful for you and I can't wait to hear from you. Cheers from the RV. Here's to taking the road less traveled. Come on and sing. Oh, 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 Come on, come on,
1: come on and sing, yeah. Come on, come on, come on
0: and sing. With another sunrise, it's brand new So gonna make a little list to keep the worries away I gotta dance just a little bit, move to be free Keep my head up, don't forget to be me